Welcome to Certified Credit's Talk Data to Me podcast, where our FCRA certified experts help you tackle the latest regulations, emerging trends, and unique challenges of the mortgage industry with an intuitive, people-first approach. And of course, data, because your business is built on more than just a score. Visit certifiedcredit.com for more information. Certified Credit helps you hone your best practices from lead generation to post-closing QC and everything in between. This is Elizabeth Langbarton of Certified Credit's Talk Data to Me podcast. And joining me today is our very own Paul Robinson. How are you doing, Paul? Doing well. Good morning. Good morning. I'm very excited too because we also have Ken Tromer of Experian. He is the Director of Mortgage Marketing Engagement. How are you doing, Ken? Terrific. Thanks for inviting me. Absolutely. We're so excited to have you here. We're talking about all things VOE. Uh, So real quick, let's do a, a refresh. Ken, you and I sat down at MBA Annual in 2022 and talked all about Cascade, VOE, talked about Experian Verify, talked about um, just the verification space in general. So could you give us a quick refresher on uh, what we talked about so that anybody who didn't see that can know where we're jumping into? Yeah, I'd be happy to. So, you know, what we, it was, pretty much an introduction um, of our Experian Verify product, and we have learned a tremendous amount. So back then, what we discussed was, what we realized is lenders have a choice when mm-hmm. doing a verification of income and employment. And that choice is dependent upon the data that they can actually receive and where they're going to receive that from. Of course, we've been doing this for decades. And on a I was going to use a scale. On the far right, you have that manual process Mm -hmm. that takes everybody's time, that you have to push paper back and forth with your borrower. The borrower's in the loop and having to do things that just they don't enjoy doing. We don't enjoy getting paper. And on the left-hand side, you've got the instant hit type of product. And that's Mm -hmm. what Experian Verify did as we entered the market with an alternative to what was out there before. And that was really only one provider. And we entered the market into the instant verification space. And that's much preferred by most lenders. Reason being is borrowers out of the loop. There's very little friction. And if you can impress your borrower by not asking them for anything uh, and able to underwrite the loan faster, and not only that, eliminate a lot of the fraud that we were seeing in, in files. And Fannie and Freddie are very much trying to avoid paper pushing because they know that it's very simple to get on the internet create fake doc documentation. When you take the borrower out of it and they're not pushing paper out, um, then you eliminate some of that fraud. So you've got time savings, you've got uh, an elimination of fraud, and then you've got a wow for your customers, right? That they did not have to do the traditional digging up of their documentation. And I think that's what everybody wants. And so we got into this market. And when I say we got into the market, we didn't just dip our toe into the shallow end. We dove in head first into the deep end by investing a tremendous amount of money so we could get a large amount of verification of income records, right? So how do you mm-hmm. do that? We purchased uh, four companies in what we call the third party providers. And anybody in the lending business knows when you're doing a manual transaction, you have to contact these third party providers. Mm-hmm. We put those four companies that we bought into an instant hit product Mm -hmm. and we partnered up with many different payroll providers. So 
We immediately entered the market at a very good point, about 25 million records, and we've increased to about 50 million records now. So the other thing that was challenging for us is we realized that the market really wants their ordering of verifications in their workflow, right? They don't want to have mm -hmm. to go out to a website to order it. How can we put it in their workflow? We had to integrate into uh, the largest LOSs out there uh, so they can order it while they're taking the loan application with the, um, they're on the phone with the borrower, they can order it immediately. So we did all that. That was what we did at launch uh, and we're continuing to do that. So Elizabeth, that's what we talked about back then yeah. when we were at the MBA. I think it's, I think you did a really good summary there talking about where VOE was, where it is today. So let's talk about where is it going? What has changed since October? Uh, what's new in the VOE space? And Paul, feel free to chime in here with what you're seeing in the field. Um, but Ken, you know, specifically to verify, what are you seeing as, as the changes that have happened? You know, I think we learn every day. Um, when we launched the product, we thought, you know, we had a good product and we did. But when we started selling into the lender market, we realized that Customers all do things a little differently, right? They want different things when they order a verification of income and employment. Some want only active employment. Some want previous employment. Some want everything. And so what we decided to do is to take all of that feedback that we were mm -hmm. getting and create a product that had options, that you could look at certain features of our product and select what best for you and and why would you do that you know the main reason you would do that is you don't want to waste your time your money and your energy on getting a report back that means nothing in making a decision in a mortgage in the mortgage space so mm -hmm. if you get a report that's let's say 36 months old the data is 36 months old we know that Fannie and Freddie only require the last 24 months so if you only get a report that has stale data then it's going to be a waste of money. We also realize that everybody defines active employment differently. Mm. And we also found that, that um, if they don't get a report, that it's important to know, you know, that they're not going to get charged. So we don't want to have them just come in, order, and then get charged for no report being delivered because we don't have the data. So what we did is we went back and we looked at where we could create these options for them. And we had filters built into our product for one reason, and that was the GSEs. Fannie and Freddie require certain things in their um, in, in the AUS. When you upload it, they want to make sure that we have enough data so they can get a a waivers of reps and warrants. So you can take advantage of D1C and you can take advantage of AIM certification and they have minimum requirements. So we built all of our filters based on that. Well, what we realized is everybody interprets those differently. And so mm -hmm. let's take two things that we changed right away. We changed what we call the work status filter. And what we were doing with work status is we were delivering everything we had. If we had current employment, and we'll, we'll talk about how we define current employment. And if we had previous employment, we took the employee information and we delivered all the employer information that we had and we only charged one time and that's a huge benefit for us. We don't charge multiple times for a report, even though it has multiple employers possibly. 
But we gave them the opportunity. Do you want everything? Do you want just the previous? Or do you want just the current? So active, inactive, or all. And so we gave them that option. And that feature's not available with some of our competitors out there today. And so what that does is we have large lender that only wants active employment. Mm -hmm. And that's all they underwrite towards. They don't need the previous. So we gave them that option. If somebody wants all of it, it's still the same price and we're not charging extra for that. And so that's what we call work status filter. Mm -hmm. Then the other filter we added, and I call this an option for them, is how do you define that active employer? So is active mean they've had an employment with that company in the last 30 days, Mm -hmm. the last 180 days, or the last 365 days, or further out? And the employer who says, I want to define active as the last 30 days, Mm -hmm. do they have activity in the last 30 days? If so, send it back to me, give me a report and charge me for it. If there is none, even though you own the, the records, of this employee, Mm -hmm. I don't want him because it doesn't meet my criteria. So Mm -hmm. again, we gave the option to define that. And then last but not least, is we gave them the option to eliminate all filters. And you would think to yourself, well, wouldn't the lender want these filters on? And the answer is, if you're delivering to the GSEs and you're looking to get D1C or those waivers of reps and warrants, you want to keep those filters on. But if you want and actually need the rest of those records. Mm-hmm. So think of this way. When you're in the manual process, you're not going to get waivers of reps and warrants, right? Fannie and Freddie don't offer right. that. And so a lot of times you'll have to go to a third-party provider like ours, TCC mm-hmm. Verify, Uconfirm, Mtech, and get a manual verification of employment done. And what that record will show is everything we have. And sometimes it doesn't meet the minimum requirement for waivers of reps and warrants. So we immediately had gotten rid of those records and not delivered it. Well, everybody says, look, I got to go get it anyway in the manual process. Mm -hmm. So give it to me in the instant process. And I will deal with not getting the waivers of reps and warrants because it's the same report I would have gotten if I had to go do it in the manual process. Gotcha. So we gave them the option to get rid of those. And I'll give you an example. If we're missing gross pay, but we have net pay, Mm -hmm. we would have eliminated that report, not charged you for it, but you would have gone on to one of those third-party providers and gotten the same record without that gross pay and submitted it to Fannie and Freddie. Still Mm -hmm. got an approval, but didn't get those waivers of reps and warrants. But if I can put those, that manual process into the instant process, Mm -hmm. charge a whole lot less. And here's why I say a whole lot less is in the manual process, you pay by employer Mm -hmm. and you pay a much higher price. In the instant process for us, you pay by employee. So if we have multiple employers, it's only one charge Mm -hmm. and we're giving everything instantaneously. So you can close faster. You don't have to bother the borrower for anything. And there might be a misspelling of employer. We don't Mm -hmm. have to deal with any of that. We deliver it in the instant uh, product and you're able to submit it to Fannie and Freddie anyway. And so when we did that, the huge benefit was this. We went from, uh, remember I said we have 50 million records today. That Mm -hmm. doesn't mean much to anybody. What means something to everybody is what is the hit rate? How often do I put a borrower's information in there and return a report? Mm -hmm. And if I get a report, that's a hit, right? And so we went from 
with that 50 million records in the mortgage space, we're at about 21, 22% hit rate. But when you remove those filters and get that information you need, but sometimes don't get that certification, mm -hmm. we're up to about 31%. So it increased that. So you can see how much yeah. data we actually own that wasn't being delivered because we put those filters in. So again, I want to reiterate, you can keep those filters on, always have a day one certified or AIM certified eligible, or take the filters off and get the data you need anyway, yeah. have it in the instant, pay less, and um, be able to get it instantaneously. I think so this is the perfect the time, talking about that hit rate, this is the perfect time. Paul, you know, we're talking about how Verify works, but how does Verify go into a product like a Cascade VOE? How does that hit rate change impact the Cascade VOE? Right, right. Well, I, I mean, it, it makes it very easy, especially now with that impact, the, the hit rate's increasing with Verify. We've mm -hmm. seen it firsthand, you know, since you're rolling it out, you know, months ago to today, that hit rate has steadily increased quite a bit, you know, whether that, you know, was with the, um, what Ken's talking about with, you know, more companies um, joining, like third-party companies, um, the payroll companies, but it, it makes our really easy decision for our customers on, hey, where do they want to put Experian Verify in our cascade? It's usually first, right? Mm -hmm. You know, there's multiple reasons there. Um, again, I, Ken touched on this, but the, the work status filters, the minimum check filters, that's still with one single product. Other companies are going to make the, you know, the lender choose a different VOE product if they want that filter. You know, okay. that flexibility is huge in this marketplace right now with that. But with the hit rates going there, um, yeah, the big benefits, lower cost, right? Ken's touched on that as well. Mm -hmm. You're only charged per employee. That again is a huge deal. And they're only returning records within a certain time frame. It's not going to be stale data they can't use. Um, and, and with the increasing rates, the, the hit rates are going, it, it seems to be almost an, I'll put it out there, a no brainer for customers to want to put the Experian Verify product first in that cascade. Yeah, and I think something really interesting. You... This. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry to interrupt, Elizabeth. Yeah. I appreciate what you said, Paul. And one of the things that immediately struck me is when we talk about that data that we own, Experian is constantly, when we talked in October, you know, we probably had about 40 million, 41 million records, and we're already up to 50 million. We're constantly looking, and it's a race to data. You know, everybody's out there trying to buy up these companies or find the data. And putting it first in the cascade is going to be important because if you can get the same data that everybody else would have mm -hmm. anyway, have it for less money, pay, you know, a lot less because of the way we've already talked about. If, mm -hmm. if that can happen more often, everybody wins. And the only way that's going to happen more often is if we get access to more data. And so that's what we have a whole team dedicated just to find data and merge, uh, acquire or partner with data providers out there. And we're having a lot of success there. And we'll be making some more announcements uh, that we'll have even more data and more partnerships. So I look forward to being able to get on your next podcast and talk about yeah. that. Awesome. Absolutely. Yeah, so I guess that leads us to kind of talking about from the lender perspective. From a lender perspective, Paul, when working with clients, um, what are you seeing as, as trends in VOE? So going beyond the putting cast, you know, putting this first to the front of the cascade and really looking at what are lenders experiencing and how are they using products like Cascade VOE to improve their hit rate, lower costs, you know, yes. diving a little more into that. 
Sure, sure. Well, and it's it, it's really down to like three simple things. The, the lenders are looking for options, right? Mm -hmm. Looking for cost savings, and they're looking for an easy, streamlined process that they can bring all these into. And the cascade does that, right? You know, um, who they're choosing the cascade is going to impact the um, the cost factor. What vendors we're partnering up with impacts their options, you know. And then ultimately, giving them a product out of their LOS or through the website as mm -hmm. well that. Can autofill their information, it saves time and money. And that is- I say, I feel like that's a big one. Saving time right now, when you're short staffed because of the current market, when you need to save money, because I think this year we reached what, it's like $13,000 to originate a loan now, um, which has gone up. I'm, I mean, I've been in the industry for about two years now. And in the time that I've been in the industry, it's gone up three or four grand to originate wow. a loan. And for, that's two years, that change, is dramatically impacting lenders. So I think it, what you say there about the time and the money, it's it's almost a no brainer to look at other solutions. How can we fix this problem? It, it is, and it goes back, you know, it's, it's just getting them to try it. You know, yeah. it, it's, we, and they trust us as partners, right? So when Experian came out um, with it and uh, to get people out of ordering the normal BOE they've been doing for years with that same provider mm -hmm. forever, just to give it a shot, you know? And so trust came in that, um, but also the continued increase of hit rate is so important and we're mm -hmm. seeing it, customers are seeing it. Um, it it's been a win-win for us with this partnership, yeah. sure. Awesome. Well, speaking of um, the, the cascade here and the vendor flow um, and looking at the future of VOE, I mean, everything we've talked about really plays into where are we going? And Ken, you hinted at this, we're gonna to continue to get more data, we're gonna to continue to make this a higher hit rate, but where do you see the biggest opportunity for lenders during this in this uh, verification process to really sink their teeth in and make a change in how they're doing things? Yeah, we talk about that all the time. What is our roadmap yeah. to getting a better experience you know we talk about it is expensive and elizabeth i mean or i've been in this business 31 years now and i'm sure it's gone up quite a bit we, since <laughs> yeah well and we've known it's been expensive for a long time and we keep talking about well how do we reduce this yeah. cost to produce a loan and and we just seem to be going in we go in the opposite direction and so we talk in our roadmap about the modern mortgage. How can we automate this? Every other industry has done it pretty well, right? Um, but we have such a laborious task that we have to go through in the origination process. Can we speed things up? Getting access to the data and having it in the instant is really important. And we talk about that because that eliminates so much of mm -hmm. the frustration that everybody has. I talk about that friction that the borrower has um, that's a big thing that we always talk about is how can we eliminate that friction for the borrower? And one of the things that we keep coming up against and we have started to find very innovative companies out there that we can partner with to get access to data that we never thought would help in the mortgage space. Think about our workers today. Our young workers don't think of the work or the opportunities out there the same way we did when and I don't want to say my age, but when I got out of college, we had one path. We all worked the same way. Today, we have all these what we call gig workers. We've got a lot of self-employed workers. Mm -hmm. And those are the most difficult and time consuming to try to figure out their income. Right. 
Well, we've come across um, some very innovative companies that we're going to get access to that type of data for the gig workers, for the self-employed workers. And we're going to put that into our Experian Verify product. Okay. And what we've done is not only will you cascade now, we're going to have more options to keep cascading down before we ever get to that final manual um, process that you have to get to. Mm-hmm. One that immediately comes to mind, we've already added, will be launched this month, is what we call consumer permission data. Although the borrower's in the loop, can we make that easy for them so they don't have to dig up their paperwork and they mm-hmm. can get access to all their payroll provider information? The answer is yes, we can do it very easily. And it's the next level of cascade. But what about those that aren't part of a payroll, payroll provider? System. They're not getting paid. How do you get to the next level? And so we're going to be launching that as part of our cascade as well. Yeah. I have been seeing some tremendous amount of um, opportunity for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's being worked on right now. I hope to be able to um, see it in our product in the near future. Uh, and so that I think is the future is how can we go down the scale and mm-hmm. get as much in the, the, the least friction part of the scale yeah. rather than the most friction down on the bottom part of the scale in that mm-hmm. manual process. And that's where the future is, in my opinion. Well, I think about too, when you're, you're talking about these gig workers, it's not always you know self-employed businesses. These gig workers, a lot of them have that employment data, but then they have a side job that they're probably going to want to use the income for to qualify for a home. Otherwise, why would they be working that side job? Um, I mean, they might be putting it towards vacation. Side hustle, yeah, the side hustle. And uh, actually, the podcast that we just did before this episode was on self-employment and how do you get those borrowers verified? How do you get them into a home? Um, And the one thing we talked about is how do we get the data to support someone who maybe has only been a gig worker for a year? You know, because we know that the GSEs want two years, they want that 24 months. How do you show that? And I think products like this, it's really interesting to think about how could that shape it? How could we help those younger Gen Z, that next gen of home buyer, who they might start their career as a gig worker. And then, you know, that prolongs the time it takes them to get into a home. So it's really interesting to think about where this all could go. Paul, from your perspective, you know, where do you think the future of VOEs is heading? Well, that's exactly what I was going to bring up is uh, consumer permissions, just like experienced CPD product. There, you know, it's going to be more and more of those options where it's a little bit more of the self-help from the the consumer on their side. Mm-hmm. It's going to broaden the range of what the income lenders can verify that aren't the usual, typical ways of doing it in the past. Yeah. But I also know, and we're seeing a trend on this as well, is um, now that you know lenders are kind of settling down in their ways, they're they've had an opportunity now to look at their processes and procedures and kind of identifying that. Hey, have we been ordering VOEs too early in the process? Oh, okay. You know, because you know, everybody still, we, we talk about cost savings, cost savings. Well, you know, automation was amazing. And there was a lot of companies coming out years ago with, hey, winter POS hits this milestone, let's go ahead and kick off the viewing. Yeah. Well, they, they were ordering way more than they were ever closing, right? On that. So I think we're seeing a lot of folks taking a look at their, their process and ordering the VOE a little later in the game and mm-hmm. off of a, a bit, probably a better milestone with yeah. um, just simply because of the cost. Yet again, our mm-hmm. partnerships with, with Experian and other companies have eased the burden of that cost a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also see a, a bigger trend when companies are looking internal now with outsourcing their manual process as well. 
to a partner that's actually going to take care of the VOE manual mm -hmm. process, just like they would in-house. You know, and that's one thing to look at when it comes to manuals. Is the company that you know taking that manual seriously like somebody would at the lender level? You know, mm -hmm. it's their loan. It's a lot different than a supplement, and, and a lot of mm -hmm. folks don't realize it's it's a little different. And so when they partner up with the company, they want somebody that's gonna, you know, reach out to that employer multiple times a day. Mm -hmm. Make sure that it gets back in a timely fashion. Who wants to be that company that holds up the closing and gets that bar with the keys to their house? There. So right. I think you know, in between, you know, some consumer permission, um, really, really keep going. I, I think we're mm -hmm. going to see a sourcing of the manuals when it comes to that point. But yeah. um, those will get less and less as Experian Verify keeps adding more and more of their uh, partners in there. We yeah. need it. I think the really interesting that the really interesting thing you both talk about here is that speed, that time, the future of mortgage, we're looking at shorter closing cycles. We're looking at there's companies going, hey, we can close in 30 days. We can close in 20 days. And it's processes like a instant hit product that are supporting that advancement. So it's really interesting to see how this all ties into the trends we're seeing in the industry. So based on those trends that we're seeing in employment verification, where where do you think we'll be next time we talk on this podcast, Ken? Yeah, you know, I don't have a crystal ball, but I okay. know how much effort we're putting towards this. Yeah. And I know the investment that we've made to uh, be a part of this space, specifically in the mortgage space. We see a big opportunity here because we're all about the borrower. Yeah. Uh, what's best for the borrower, whether it's ordering, you know, just a buy merge instead of a try merge, we're all for that. Mm -hmm. That's what's best for the borrower. Eliminating the friction and the cost is all about the borrower. So what we hope to be able to do is continue to look at what it will make this process easier, what will make it faster, what will make it cheaper. And I don't mm -hmm. like to use the word cheaper, but it's less expensive, right? Uh, and I think that's what everybody does, does uh, want. And if we can get there sooner than later, and again, I look at the effort that we make on a daily basis, the team meetings that we have to just brainstorm about how we can get there, I think we'll get there sooner than later. So the next okay. time we talk, I think we'll have some pretty cool, innovative things. Yeah, that people will be wanting I can't to wait to hear the so. stats on it. So, Paul, I'm going to toss the same question to you. You know, next time we get together with Ken, where do you think we're going to be in the VOE space? Awesome. Um, well, I, I think we're going to have a few more options from Experian there, which yeah. um, I got to give Ken and his team a great shout out for, for arming us with everything we need to get this product out to market at their great support team from them. But, you know, hopefully more options, um, more changes to our Cascade VOE itself. Yeah. Um, again, because it's our prior or our own platform, we're, we're making changes to it weekly to make it more consumer or uh, lender mm -hmm. friendly. Um, but I think we're going to see a few more options on the next call. Looking forward to it. Awesome. Definitely. Well, guys, we, we talked about the future, the past, we talked about the present, and we talked about our future. So I think our time talking about VOE is done. But I want to thank you so oh, much time. for joining right. me. Yes, absolutely. We're going to have a next time, of course. Um, but thank you so much for joining me on the Talk Data to Me podcast. Um, I appreciate you both. I appreciate both of your collaboration. I know that Certified loves partnering with Experian. You guys are great, and we so appreciate the partnership. Likewise. So thank you for joining us. Thanks for the great questions, Allie. Yeah, thank you. I thank hope you guys, guys have a great rest have of your day. You too. All right. Thanks. Thank you all. Bye.
Thanks for listening to Certified Credit's Talk Data to Me podcast. With over 35 years of industry experience, Certified Credit is your multifaceted mortgage solutions partner. Learn how our commitment to passionate service, innovative products, and superior technology create a more profitable and efficient lending environment for our clients at CertifiedCredit.com. Certified Credit, more than just a score.